Speaking of smashing that like button, make sure you head out to Pacers Run and get yourselves a nice comfy pair of shoes. Treat yourself. You're on your feet so much of the day. You need a good pair of shoes. Pacers Running are going to take care of you. It's Pacers Running for every run. They've got you covered. All right, speaking of coverage here, there's quite a few people on the list of free agents for Washington. Uh, I don't think we're going to bury the lead here. Deron Payne is definitely going to be the headliner Mm -hmm. on this particular list. Does Washington re-sign him? Do you want Washington to re-sign him? What's it going to take? Trev? (laughs) Do you want to re-sign him, Trev? Depends on the price. Okay. Well, you know he's going to get top. Yeah, he's going to get more. He's going to get more than Allen. What's the, what's the what is it like? Eighteen million a year. That's what yeah. Allen got two years ago. Market value, according to Spotrack.com, has market value at nineteen point four million dollars on average salary. He's getting. I'd rank him that. as fourth. By the way. He, he's getting more than that because his uh his his tag price is more than that. His tag price is in the twenties, right? Yeah. I mean, Aaron Donald just screwed all the other organizations <laughs> out when he got now that he's making thirty million dollars a year, and that just raised the price of all the defensive tackles. All right, in that case, no. And here's why also no. Then they draft for Darian Mathis. I know he was hurt. But they went and got him for a reason. I think that I think because they knew that this was going to come up soon, sooner or later, mm-hmm. and that they probably couldn't afford it. Um, I love Deron Payne. He showed out for us this year, but to be quite honest, in my opinion, he only went as far as Jonathan Allen went. You know what I'm saying? As Jonathan Allen went, here comes Deron Payne. He really wasn't that lone threat as big as Jonathan Allen was. When Jonathan Allen wasn't playing, Deron Payne, you didn't hear his name that much in the in the Cowboys game. But when Jonathan Allen plays, you do because why? J.A. requires so much attention that frees up Deron Payne to make some plays. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm mm-hmm. not saying, you know, I just think that he needs another person alongside him to help bring his, you know, performance out. And I think this year... If we did pay him, I think he would be overpaid, honestly. So I might as well let him go. We drafted for Larry Mathis. We can go get somebody for agency if it's a little bit cheaper, maybe a little bit better production-wise as well. I don't know. But I don't want to waste all that money on D-line, and we could use a lot of that money to shore up things that we really actually need, like the offensive line, like defensive backs, a couple linebackers. I think you're slow playing it a little bit, Trev. I think that's exactly why they should not sign uh pain because the plan was we're going to draft a, a defensive tackle in the second round and we've said it okay i've said it a billion times i don't know if you guys agreed with me but if you're going to draft a defensive tackle or anybody in the second round that player should be a starter day one for five years mm-hmm. okay now you put aside the the part about him getting hurt if he wasn't hurt he should be he shouldn't be a rotational type player that plays 40% of the snaps. He should mm-hmm. play every, you drafted Fedarian Mathis for the lone purpose of replacing Deron Payne, yep. knowing you were going to lose him. 
Yep. Now he had a better year than you expected. Yep. Now all of a sudden everybody wants to keep him. No, you drafted that guy for a reason. Mm-hmm. So let him go. Let him ta- if you want to tag and trade him, that's fine too. Maybe get something for him. But either way, if he leaves, you're going to get a compensatory pick for him uh, mm-hmm. next year, a third rounder, most mm-hmm. definitely, right? So you're going to get something for him if he leaves. Mm-hmm. Okay, but go ahead and and let him go. Mm-hmm. Put it Mathis in there. Yeah. Ridgeway, who you got for nothing, mm-hmm. was a fine defensive tackle in the rotation as a backup guy. Yeah. Now he tore his pec. I don't know what the recovery time is for a torn pack, but uh, against the Cowboys in that last game. And you had Bada, right? Mm-hmm. You have some average, decent pieces there already. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Mathis and Allen as mm-hmm. your anchors on the d tackle. I'm fine letting him go. Like you said, Trev, he's a, he's a borderline great player. He was the first alternate for the Pro Bowl, and when Aaron Donald pulled out, he's in the Pro Bowl, whatever mm-hmm. all is nowadays. But he's there. Right, he's mm-hmm. they're basically saying he's the third best defensive tackle, or maybe it's fifth best. Maybe they have yeah. four go to the Pro Bowl from the East or from the NFC. So he's right there on stardom. That's fine. It's not a position that they're hurting. So let him go. I'm okay with that. A lot of people in the comments are mentioning a tag and trade. Right. What do you think about that, Stone? Do you think that's possible? Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. You either tag and trade him or you just let him go for a compensatory pick. Because if you tag and trade him, uh, you know, I don't know that you're going to get a whole lot more than that for for a defensive tackle who's who's on a tag, who's going to cost the other team. Now they're going to – whoever trades for him is going to sign him to a long-term deal. But still, I don't know, I don't know what sort of market you're going to get. Are you going to get mm-hmm. a first-rounder back for – Deron Payne? No. You know what I mean? You might no. get a second rounder. I don't know. I have no idea what the what it is. But if you want to tag and trade him, I'm good with that too. Yeah. He's all about the money. He wants his money, yeah. which is mm-hmm. just fine. And I do think he that he's going to get paid. The tag and trade seems like a reasonable thing. There is some history there with the tag and trade. Uh, plenty of options of you looking back there for you know teams that have done that. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, a defensive tackle, though, even one with 11 sacks on the year, even one that's an alternate pro bowler, the problem is is what is going to be the market. You're not going to get a first for it. Okay. Your goal is to get above a third because you're going to get a third if he signs anywhere else. That's right. So is he going to net you back a second? Which teams out there would be willing to give up a second-round pick yeah. for the rights or, to Or a better game? third. Right, because the compensatory is at the end yeah, of the yeah, third it's round, right? At the end. Sure. I guess teams that are looking to stop the run, because that's what we did a really good job of this year for the most yeah. part to stop the run. So, yeah, yeah, well, yeah make no, no mistake, he's he's valuable, but he's not so valuable that you're going to give him such a huge chunk of your money. Think about think about that. That uh, somebody said in there that uh, the tag is 19 million. I think it's more than that. But that's fine. Let's just say 19 million. I mean Carson Wentz your quarterback made 27 million. You're approaching Carson Wentz quarterback yeah. money. Yeah. Right? Use that money elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Tom Brady or something. Right? <laughs> or I don't know, go get Brock Lamar Jackson line. or something, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying is use that money on something because you have you already have a plan in place mm-hmm. to replace him. 
So you're not like leaving the cupboard bare. Exactly. It's not like when Sheriff left and no. you and you replace him with a a Trey Turner type and and you mm-hmm. have a bare cupboard. You have his replacement. So and who and who knows who's going to hit the free agent market for D tackles this year? I mean, look what Philly did, and Dominican Sue was just chilling at home. They went and got him. Where's he at? Almost to the Super Bowl. Another person they went and got. Where's he at? Almost to the Super Bowl. So like, we can. There's better people out there besides Deron Payne. I promise you. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm. I. I I'm not going to go as far as say that there's better free agent defensive I mean, tackles out there, um, but. I will say that I I can agree with as much as we've been team pain the man. This is one you have to you have to let go. This unfortunately and and E I agree with you here. E uh, E says I say this defense takes a big setback just like the O line did without Sheriff. For all you know, pain is the interior. Now Jonathan Allen I do believe is the better of the two tackles. I do think. That Deron Payne, he did have a better rookie year than Jonathan Allen. Yes, he rocked 95 before he rocked 94. And yes, he had a great year this year. But a lot of that, if you're watching the games, it's because Jonathan Allen was taking a lot of that. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of that. And I do think Jonathan Allen takes a step back next year if Mathis and Ridgeway can't hold their own. Sure. If 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 you can go in and triple team Jonathan Allen because you can do one on one the other way, then mm-hmm. Washington's defense will take a step back. Yeah. So I you do want to see something in there, but that's that's doesn't necessarily have to come from the defensive tackle position. What right. if you spent? We're, we're obviously the smart money would be spending it on an offensive line, so that way you can bridge, you know, help this young quarterback who's likely going to be the starter. But what if you spend that money on an edge rusher? So you get somebody, you get an edge rusher who gets 10 plus sacks. Isn't that going to be just as good as having an, an interior lineman sure. who is pressuring the quarterback? You're sure. going to want to replace those sacks. How are you going to do that is, is, is the big thing. So maybe a tag and trade works. I would love to see it. I was just looking at the history of tag and trades to see exactly how reasonable, because I couldn't really think of anyone, uh, uh, we had someone mention Gus Bus mentioned the DeForest Buckner one is a perfect yeah, man. Uh, case study. You had Clowney who was a tag and trade uh, uh, edge D Ford in 2019. Um, I do think that it's possible Washington can walk away with a second round pick, maybe even a young uh, player that they can use as a building block. That's what if they trade him for, uh, you know, somebody's offensive interior uh, offensive lineman. Yeah. That a guy who, uh, is a, also up for a contract, you know, so you kind of swap needs for two mm-hmm. different teams. Who knows? Yeah, that that absolutely could happen. I, I'm shocked, actually. Right? I'm, I, I kept it to myself what my feelings were on this because I thought for sure both of you were all about re-signing him. No, nah, well, man. I think, because- I think other people are like Luke here. Luke says, uh, y'all swayed my opinion. Need to upgrade offensive line for our future QB. Love pain. But it seems they drafted his replacement already. Offense should have scored more points as yeah. well. The offense is a need. The defense and 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 Corey, I get it. Payne and Allen work together. We don't we don't necessarily want to break that up. We, right. I would love if Payne gets re, re-signed here. I think that I would I would still be happy with that. I think what's better for the team, however, is to find a way to net go. resources from him. So that's that's the thing. Let that man go. I mean, his cap hits 
this year was his biggest cap hit at like eight and a half million for Payne. Mm-hmm. If you can sign him for eight and a half million, then I mean you do it in a heartbeat. But mm-hmm. that's just not the way the market works. And he's gonna get north of 20 million a year as far as cap hits. So yeah, you just gotta you gotta allocate that money elsewhere for more important needs. Yeah, do. man, because we could have a stud defense, but in order to win games, we gotta score points. So might as well use all your extra money you have left over to go get some ways to score points. Uh, two things here. First, Corey says you can draft offensive linemen. This year's draft is very deep uh, as far as mm-hmm. O-line. Absolutely. And you know what would really help that? Getting us another second by tagging and trading Duran Bay. <laughs> Get yourself a couple good second rounders that can uh, shore up that offensive line for years mm-hmm. to come. Gus Bus is challenging us here. Would oh, you think no. differently if we made the playoffs with Heineke? Would you be as willing to let Deron Payne go? Yes. No. I'd yes. No. Stoner, <laughs> yeah. why why does that change your well, opinion on Payne if we make the playoffs? Well, if if he bring if he takes you to the playoffs and he's like, okay, this is our guy, you know, for the next five years or whatever, why then, are we even- then that's fine. Then you don't have to worry about allocating so much to that position, to the quarterback position, or to protecting him, right? So if that's the case, but if you squeak in it at nine, eight, eight and one, or uh, they were eight and eight and one, so they nine, seven and one, and you squeak in and get blown out with Heineke, now that's different, right? Because he's still not your guy. What happened? Got problems. But if you snuck in with Heineke, or if you got in if at 12, four and one, right, and Heineke's your guy, then, yeah, that does change my mind a little bit because now you don't have to worry about allocating those resources to those other positions as much because if you got if you played that well, then obviously you won't have these holes. You won't have these huge holes at offensive line. That was with 12 wins. Wouldn't you still have those holes mm-hmm. at, at 9, 7, and 1? Yeah, that's and, what I'm saying. And- if you sneak in, that's different. Okay. Right? If you sneak in and Heineke's still not the guy. But if you get in and Heineke's the guy, then then yeah, I'd probably resign him. Why that's, are we totally even different. saying the word Heineke on this podcast? <laughs> Somebody yeah. asked. It was a question so, posted. How, how about please leave Heineke back in Trev, the where it What if it's not Heineke? What if what if Washington made the playoffs with Carson Wentz with with okay. Sam Howe? Yeah, um, what if Sam Howe came in? Howell. Still willing to get rid of Deron Payne? I'm. I'm in the same boat because it already happened. We snuck in the playoffs at seven and nine division winning, winning championship with Heineke, and we lost in the first in the wild card round. Well, so it wasn't with Heineke though. Heineke came in for the last game of the year, or and and the playoff, and he played in the playoff game. Okay, the point well, is, do you? Yeah, I would still let him go. I would still let him go. I would still let him go because we could. There's still. There's always. You can always make your team better. And if and if the, if he's asking for a lot of money, you could use that money to make your team even better instead of just focusing on a, a piece of the defensive line, not the defensive line, no. but just a piece of it. When we've already seen proven it can be done without him, so yeah, okay. I'd still let him go because I respect that. I I, I, I think you Payne. still probably have to Aaron Donald. Yes, the cost of it Ron again. Payne, no. I would love nothing more than to see Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen team up year after year and just beat 
the living crud out of the interior offensive sure. line. Okay. I would, would love to score points. I would love to score points. So. I do think that there's just more, there are more pressing needs for this team. And if it's possible, if this tag and trade is a real thing, if they, if they can pull that off, which I, I still have my doubts on this front office and whether or not they, they could pull something like that off, then <laughs> then you have to do it. If you can get a second, maybe a player, maybe, you know, there's uh, one of the history ones that I was looking at again, kind of comparable defensive lineman was a second and like a fifth, right. And uh, that could have gone, you know, could have gone to like a fourth round pick. I, I think that's good. I think that's again, Washington, if they get more and, and, and here's the thing with the tag and trade, that should be a second rounder this year, right? Because they're going to get a third round next year. Mm-hmm. If they can get something this year for it, right. and like I said, build up, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe they get a second round this year, and because he did play, he is a pro bowler, he did get you know double-digit sacks, maybe they get a reasonable pick next year, fourth or something, and then they have an asset. If Sam Howell isn't the guy or whoever they drag in here to try to convince us is going to be you know revitalizing their career like Carson Wentz did, then maybe use that fourth round pick to move up in the draft that gives mm-hmm. you assets for next year mm-hmm. to be able to mm-hmm. do something. So I, I just think that I think it's a win situation, whichever way this goes, will the defense probably take a step back? Could be they, I mean, probably. well, it, you're losing a, a, a caliber player, a high caliber player. And we, I said that with sheriff, everyone was fine letting sheriff walk out the door. And I was like, the offensive line is going to take a step back. No one wanted to believe it, and look what we – I mean, yes, part of that is the people they, they signed, right? But yeah. they drafted a guy in the second round. They got somebody in Ridgeway who we've seen play, and it just changed his Twitter profile pick to suplexing a dude. Love yeah, it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, he did. So and, we'll, we'll or see. like you said also, they, they make up for that loss in other areas, you know, with other players. You know, with Chase Young came, coming back, maybe he makes up for those – sacks that that pain was getting and pressures and help up the middle maybe they get a new inside linebacker you know not named cole holcomb yes yeah who else right. on this list i'm done throwing pain that, 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 that's actually the next name to go to there uh, let him go. is cole holcomb let him go <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i mean go. he's sorry hey Listen, you you mocked me, Trev, earlier this year when I called him a jag. I did. He's I'm a, a Tar Heel. I'm a Tar Heel guy, so it's a little bit biased. Right, right. But to, to see how our defensive play has played without him, we're yeah. fine. We are fine. I mean, we could have we could have used him in you know here or there a series or two in a couple of games, but it wasn't like dang because the whole time what were we talking about? This defense changes when who is out? Cam Curl. We mm-hmm. never said that when Cole Holcomb was out and he had the green dot. We never mm-hmm. said that. And there, there's your answer right there. Let him go. Yeah, John Bostic was wearing the green dot for like the last five or six games. And for what it's he worth. fun of them except, you know, one or was, two plays, right? Yeah, he was, for what it's worth, he was serviceable. Him. Right. Yeah. He was serviceable. So if he can be replaced by John Bostic, who's been here once before. Who's also a, a free agent, by the way, who I would definitely, and go, so bro. is Mayo. I love my uh, Tar Heels, but let him go. However, if he doesn't cost you a lot, no, then there's no there's no reason to not sign him. Yeah, it's there not, is. He isn't detrimental to your team, <laughs> well, right? So he's fine. 
I would like to see him maybe in a different role. I liked him on the outside better than I do on the inside, but that's fine. But this is what if he's the, what if his new role is is the backup inside linebacker to somebody that you bring in the Mayo role, the Mayo the Mayo role exactly. Yeah. Okay, then and if he doesn't yeah. cost you too but much, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not paying him a lot. I'm not paying what he thinks he deserves. It's kind of like the JD McKissick from last year, right? If he goes, he goes. But if he comes back on a team friendly deal, great. He he has a role on this team. Cool. So. It's kind of the same with Cole Holcomb, I think. Mayo, by the way, uh, a little bit of an age difference there. He's three years the senior to Cole Holcomb. Mm-hmm. Mayo was paid $1.1 million. Would you be willing to pay one close to $1.2 million for, for Cole Holcomb to come back? Oh, yeah. 1.2? He's going to he, he'll get more than that, but yeah. Yeah, I'd give him 1.2 to come back as a depth piece. He, he can't be the starter no more. We got we to gotta see who else is on this free agent market list because I'm tired of – we need a stud, somebody with right. a name and stats to back it up. Well, like I said, Mayo and Bostic are on, on there for linebackers. Kalike Hudson and Milo Eifler, other linebackers on there. Any, any of these linebackers you want to bring back for, for Washington next year? They're, who, Eifler and Hudson are free agents? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. See ya. They go. They go. They go. Or or they come back again as you know as practice squad players. And- I think I think we I do think we see Kalike Hudson get re-signed. Uh, yeah, I do think he is a depth piece in a special teamers. Okay, fine. I, I, yeah, that's fine. So, which is fine. I mean, this is this is going to be this is going to be a, a cheap deal. I as far as Cole Holcomb, if it if if, if the money's right, he's a, again and he and and you still have to draft probably a linebacker and you have to have, you know, you know, you have to have some competition there, but you can't bring back Bostic. You can't bring back Mayo. You, you got to yeah. have something better there. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see there. And I agree. E, I think Hudson, he played fairly well that game against Dallas and, and it could just be, you know, he needs some more time. We'll see <laughs> there. I'm, we need to upgrade the linebacker spot, so I'm not exactly yes. thrilled about bringing back too many of these guys. So yeah. we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, here's here's a name that I know our listeners are pretty excited about, and that's Wes Schweitzer hmm. is a free agent. Oh boy, he's 29 days. years in age. His market value, if you're interested in something like that, again, this is all thanks to Spotrack. Here is thirteen point eight million dollars. Is his nah, excuse me per? That's his. That's his. Yep. Per, per his year? average average annual salary. Nah, no. dog. I'm good. No, 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 no. We no, need no, that no. money. Let him go. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm, I'm not paying for backup. Thirteen no. million dollars. You don't even know his own positional line. He could be center. Could be guard. Could be tackle. He don't even know. I'm good. Thirteen million to West Schweitzer. I'm good. No, 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 no. Sorry, bro. No, yeah, sorry. The tribe, the tribe has spoken. <laughs> Gus Bus's guy is gone. You think? Yeah, Gus Bus yeah, is saying now nah, three years, thirteen million dollars. I'm going just specifically off of what Spotrack says there. So that that's okay. That's, you sure that's, that's thirteen per? I, I'm looking at it right now. Thirteen point eight million dollars in average annual salary. Nah. <laughs> yeah, a guy with seven years experience you know he's he's been a rotational guard sometimes center yeah i think what gus yeah. says three years 13 some okay now now you're in my let, my let me I'll, 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 i will show you guys i'm not i am not All fooling right, you I'm, I'm gonna bring nah. this up 
Yeah, I, when I saw that, I, I almost you know choked when uh, when I brought uh, this up here. There it is. Average. I, I, and, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm so not lying to you. Four years, fifty-five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah. the thing was right. Nah, yeah, right, <laughs> right there. Thirteen point eight million dollars. And turn this off because he might not even know he's getting paid that. So I might go tell him. So, <laughs> yeah. so like Spot Track has you getting thirteen million dollars. Hold <laughs> out, hold out I for mean, it. That's insane. <laughs> that at thirteen million dollars a year, you ain't bringing him back. That's just that's well, not nobody's giving. <laughs> yeah, Trout saying way too much. Uh, yeah, Michael no, telling no. me to look at over the cap. I, I have no problem with that. We can bring up over the cap as well. I'll go look um, at it. That that's gonna yeah. be something that we can do here. Um, for the record, by the way, I see a lot of people, and and we're gonna talk about this. Tommy T asked for uh, Logan Thomas. Corey Lott asked about Logan Thomas. We, today's topic is just free agents that we're gonna resign next week, unless something big and crazy happens. It's on the docket that we're gonna talk about potential cap cuts. All right, and Logan Thomas is gonna be a big discussion next uh-huh. week. So you're gonna want to come back for that topic again next week and who else we think should be cut. But this week it's strictly actual free agents. Uh, while he's looking at the, over the, uh, mm, the OTC there, uh, Trey Turner is another guard. See, on he there. see, he go. Let's, let's see. Let's see what the market value got, for Trey Turner is. Six million is the calculated market value for Trey Turner. I'm not keeping him for $2.6 million either. So it's like we need fresh faces. Yeah, we need Come on, man. But he's a, he's a riverboat guy. You guys, I got to bounce. I got to go do football garbage time. But if you guys are still here in a half hour, I'll be back. Which we probably will be. We got lots right, of names ready. left yeah, to go yeah. here. I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> have, have a good time at Football Garbage Time. You can always check him out Football Garbage Time as well. Uh, he's one of the co-hosts there. Trev, peace. All right. Oh. Now – over the cap says has Schweitzer at four and a half million a year. I think that's I think that's probably more on target than yeah. than, than the uh, we can talk. Million. You walk into the uh, negotiation room with I want almost fourteen million dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, track track might have West Schweitzer's uh, uh, agent on like payroll, and they're just trying to see if they can't you know convince somebody to pay him that much, but I agree. It's, it's too much. Trey Turner. Don't, I don't even care what the price is. We're not, not bringing him back. How about Tyler Larson? Backup center. He is 31, going to be 32 years old. I mean, two straight years of with an injury. Yeah. yeah. With a season end, ending injury. It's like chase Ruye. I'm ready to move on from chase. Uh, everybody loves chase. Chase uh, is good. You know, he's, healthy. A good he's a good ball player, but. You just if you just keep getting injured over and over and over again, you just what's what's the best ability, right? Is wait availability. Is yeah. Wait, I, I forgot how that the best ability is availability. Yeah, availability. Right, right. And he's just he can't stay healthy. So the same with Larson. So uh I mean you gotta let Larson go. He's he's also a jag. I think Chase Ruye is not a jag. I think he's a very good uh, player, but when, just, when healthy, I think he's one of the better yeah. centers. Problem is, he just hasn't yeah. been healthy, and and that that's a that's a thing. So, um, yeah, yeah, Larson, re- you can go potentially restructure Chase. Yeah, uh, and TJ, we can't you can't really make cuts. At, sure, until you know what the free agents are, but there yeah. are, there are ones out there that are going to be, you know, potential 
cap casualties. And that, again, that's next week's uh, topic there. Uh, this week here, you know, Nick Martin probably not making the team again. God, right? he was terrible. Yeah, no, not please. not making the team. Um, all right, those the, those are the offensive linemen. We talked about Deron Payne, Joey Sly. Yeah, you figure they have to bring him back. Um, yes, you bring him back probably at about the same number, with with a little bit of raise just because of you know service time or whatever. Yeah, two and a half uh, million dollars or so is, is what he made last year. So you're bringing him probably right in under. Th- Three million, probably somewhere around there. Um, but you absolutely have to bring in competition for him. That's right. Fair. You have to bring in somebody just to just to push him in camp or whatever. And and if he's not kicking well, then then you're not getting a big cap hit if you're losing a couple million a year. And that if you end up cutting him and going with the other guy. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's not terrible. He's not great, but. If you if you can find somebody better, fine. But the those guys aren't usually sitting out there, you know, looking for a job. So he he's an average kicker. He's fine. That's that's fair. We'll see if that happens. I'm good if they bring him back. I do agree they need to have some competition. A guy I don't think comes back is F.A. Obata. Whoa. Yeah, 30, 30, 30.8 years of age, and I just think that they're going to want to go younger, and I don't necessarily think that he did enough this season to be like, yeah, let's go ahead and keep him there. I think that there's other guys that they like, like Casey Tuhill, and I still think Shaka Tony is somebody who they want to see you know, grow as a pass rusher and you can get younger. You can get a seventh rounder. Now, maybe they sign him and then he doesn't make the 53 roster. Hmm. Um, but I just don't think that this is a necessity to sign F.A. Obata. I thought he popped uh, quite a few times this year. I thought he, you know, he he didn't uh, just sort of meld into the into the plays like a lot of guys do, like Shaka Tony did when he was out there. Uh, I thought I thought he popped. I saw good things from him. So I think as long as he's healthy, I think you bring him back. He's not going to cost you much, right? Bring him, uh, yeah. I, I would probably. Yeah, he he didn't cost much last year. He was making, you know, one point two million dollars. So you know, same as Tyler Larson there. So you know, that's. I mean, I, and I agree, Michael. You can't miss point. You know, the point attempts. But you know, Maher had a job for a whole week after missing four. So yeah. you never know. Um. It, uh, Luke says kicker has a big leg, but accuracy is an issue. I think it's his accuracy is a little overblown. Uh, he's fine. You're right, Luke. Upgrade would be nice. Yeah, that's exactly what Stoner's saying is bring in competition. See if you get you get something there. But don't go out and, and, and I wouldn't use a draft pick for a kicker. No chance I would ever do that. And I don't even draft kickers in fantasy. I just I just wait. <laughs> I, I wait until afterwards and I'm like, which skill person do I not want? Let me yeah, get the kicker. That's right. Uh, or I'm not going to go out and like get this big free agent kicker, you know, big money, double the price of Sly. Because yeah. you really can't double the price of his, um, you know, his scoring or his value to the team. So, yeah, fine. Bring him back on a decent contract that he, that he had before and bring in somebody. And if the other guy beats him out, then, you know, you're not taking a huge cap hit cap hit 
Uh, Eli Wolf's on here. I don't think I, I'm, I'm not concerned to whether or not they bring back Eli Wolf. That's a tight end. Most people probably don't even remember mm. the fact that he was on this roster yeah. uh, at the start. How about uh, someone who did get some starting time and could be potentially a depth piece at only 22 years of age? And that's Rashard Wild Goose. Hmm. Um, so he's a, just a free agent. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. I'm not no, sorry. He is sorry. He is an exclusive restricted free agent. Okay. He's whatever. It's whatever. Sign him and, and see what happens, but he's All right. By the way, uh, Kalike Hudson restricted free agent Milo, an exclusive restricted free agent. Uh, looks like the rest of these are all listed as unrestricted free agents. So, mm-hmm. Oh, well, there is one more restricted free agent that I cannot go without talking. There's two running backs on here. Jonathan Allen, who, or Jonathan Williams, rather, who's an unrestricted free agent. And then Jarrett frickin Patterson as a restricted free agent. Hmm. Do we sign back these two young running backs? How old is Jonathan Williams? I don't think he's young. Yeah, he's younger than us. He's 28. He's near, he's about 29 years of age. Oh, bye-bye. (laughs) <laughs> when running backs hit 30 man they are so done so yeah yeah i mean he again same with patterson he's look you bring him back on a on a cheap deal and you let him compete for a job or whatever but that's it there's if they go no one's crying except for ep but yeah <laughs> nobody cares if they go somewhere else yeah, I, I I think that you probably sign Jarrett Patterson, possibly Jonathan Williams. Maybe they don't make it through camp, um, but there's there's definitely options that you can go out there drafting somebody right. in the later rounds. There is that is the big question, TJ. What are they going to do with Gibson? I I don't see them signing Gibson long term, uh, but they got to be able to find a replacement for him in the in the short term. So yeah, but that and no, in the long term they got to find a. A replacement not in the short term because he's he's signed for this year yeah so you're not worried about short term this year right so yeah. i mean jonathan williams came out of nowhere you signed him off the street so and he did are, well i think he did pretty well i do think Jarrett patterson outplayed him in the dallas game yeah fine <laughs> i mean <laughs> he did say guys, he did great these guys said he outplayed jonathan jags. williams yeah these guys are such jags that it's hard for me to kind of say either way because uh, if you sign him, fine. If you don't, fine. You, you, either way. I know EP will care if Patterson goes, but I mean, he's just he's a, he's just a jag. All right, one one name. I'm glad that I waited until Trev left the show. Uh oh, Taylor Heineke, unrestricted Uh-oh. free agent. Does Washington make the choice to re-sign Heineke? as a backup quarterback mm-hmm. to Sam Howell. Can't do it. You cannot do it, brother. You can't sign him back here. As talented as he is, you know, as a backup, he's probably a, you know, top 10 backup quarterback in this league, right? So he's valuable in that role. You can't do it if you are if you are uh focused on Sam Howell. If Sam Howell is your guy, you cannot have crowd favorite, everybody loves, everybody wants to play, Taylor Heineke sitting in that quarterback room just itching for that opportunity to go start. 
right? The You saw it in that Cleveland game. You were there at that Cleveland game. In the first series, the first pass that went through, or the first interception in the first series, and that place was going nuts for Heineke. The same thing will happen if Sam Howell's starting and Heineke's the backup. The first mistake he makes and the whole world and all the press conferences and all the beat reporters and all the writers are all going to be writing about Taylor Heineke. You can't do it for, for the mental well-being of that entire front office. You just got to let him go somewhere else. You, you got to you gotta let me know what uh, over the cap says because mm. Spotrack Spo has – his market value at $19.8 million average annual he's salary. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, look, look at over the cap there because I, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to get that either. I do think that he could potentially get near $10 million a year. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. So, but I, I, I would be interesting. I, I agree with you stoner. I don't think they should bring him back, right. but, one, you know, one thing here is is Tommy. Tommy's asking uh, the question: How many of these people does Ron bring back? Because he's maybe gone after a year. Um, I guess it depends individually on each one. You know who you're talking about, but uh, that could that plays a role into his thinking for sure. It plays a role into who's going to bring in a quarterback. It plays a role in who's going to bring in his offensive coordinator. Him knowing that all this could be for nothing at the end of the year once a new owner comes in. So yeah, absolutely, all that plays into it. But the 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 Heineke situation, and the, I don't even trust this over the cap now. The over the cap saying like two and a half million is his valuation. So we got to find somewhere, some, yeah, somewhere in between the the near twenty million on uh, Spotrack and two point five million is what you said. Yeah. If, yeah, I mean Teddy Bridgewater got a one-year deal for six and a half million. Yeah, that's about what he's going to get. Somewhere in that Bridgewater range, he's going to get probably six to, I'd say probably even higher than that, seven to ten million. Yeah. So he's going to get somewhere in that probably a two-year. You know what I mean? He's going to get like a two-year, fifteen million dollar yeah, deal. Jimmy like G. That. Jimmy G. was a seven million dollar deal. Andy Dalton, three million dollar deal. Yeah, even though yeah, and those guys are more proven than Taylor. Certainly is. But uh, yeah, if his name was not Taylor Heineke, and if you just put kind of his stats up there and said, bring this particular quarterback in, you'd do it. But because it's Taylor Heineke, and because he just has this, or this fan base has such a love affair for him, that it's just, it's not good for anybody to bring him back. So, and and maybe that plays a, a role for Ron. Right, knowing that this could be his last year, he might just say, "I want to have a competent backup in here to back up Sam Howell." If Sam Howell's the guy I'm going with, yeah. I, don't I, 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 I do. Th- I do think you, you're you're onto something there as far as having to get rid of him because of the fan base's love of him mm-hmm. and wanting to go in a different direction. You saw it with Carson Wentz, and it's something not out of the norm. I mean, Gardner Minshew was beloved there was Minshew mania in Jacksonville mm-hmm. they picked up Trevor Lawrence and one of the first things they did was make sure Gardner Minshew wasn't in the same town that's right and it's because you're the moment Taylor Law, you know the more Trevor Lawrence rather 
uh, struggles, any, any moment he struggles, people are going to pine for the guy that they've grown to love. Even if he wasn't winning them games, mm-hmm. you know, he was exciting and he did, you know, he, he was a guy that people can get behind much like Taylor Heineke is. That's right. That's a great comparison. And, and, and I think that's what you need to do. Whether or not this QB one is going to be Sam Howe or somebody else, you, you, you can't, if it's going, if you're going to go into this year and you want to actually have faith and put your, all your eggs into one basket, that's not Taylor Heineke bringing in Taylor Heineke would be a mistake. I agree. I a hundred percent agree with that. So that would be interesting. Last one on this list. I'm pretty sure we've talked about everyone on this list. This one I think is going to be the most interesting. And you're already saying yes. Yes. Who are you saying yes? Oh, no, you're right. There's two people on this list. All right. So I'm going to talk about the one who's probably least the the least controversial. So or the most controversial. And then we'll go to the one who's a guaranteed going to be resigned uh first one on this list cam sims 27 year old wide receiver five you're Mm -hmm. you're re-signing him definite Mm -hmm. you went right for it um i didn't think that's who you were bringing up no i think you're you're going to talk about the other one who i think we're both going to agree on i disagree with this one cam sims uh, again he's fine right he's been in this organization for quite a while right he's he's a uh he's a guy that the coaches love he he plays, you know what I mean? Like he does everything the coaches ask him to do. He's loyal to them. The coaches are loyal to him. I mean, I would bring him back. He's a fine player. It, he's another one of those, if you don't bring him back, that's okay. But I think you do lose a little bit because he is a glue type guy. He is a guy that can step in at wide receiver. He's a guy that plays all the special teams, right? So he he fits a bigger role than you know some of these other receivers or some of these other jags that we're talking about getting rid of so i would bring i would bring him back but he doesn't make a lot of money so if you bring him back you might have to give him a little bit more but still you're not going to break the bank for him you're not going to give him 4 million dollars a year so yeah, I, currently making back. 2 2 and a half million yeah so you're probably going to give him 3 3 and a half million if he agrees to that sure you bring him back He's a good piece. Yeah, I I guess I understand where you're coming from with this one, and it's possible the wide receiver room, I think, was something that we thought was a lot deeper uh, going into the season. I do think that they have a good one through three. I think that potentially you have a breakout season coming for Deami Brown as much as a breakout season as you can as the wide receiver four. Four, that's right. Um, but but uh, I, I just think that there's – there's room to grow in this wide receiver room. Uh, Cam Sim, yes, he brings special teams. You're going to replace that with a younger guy. Not that he's old. He's 27 years old. Um, yeah, it's fairly old. And he's just been – he has been around a long time. And, yes, there he, he has showed up. Maybe not always showed up. But, uh, you know, he's made some exciting plays. He's also been your wide receiver five. And mm-hmm. he's shown that he's wide receiver five. Mm-hmm. So if they if they sign him cheap deal fine if he doesn't make the fifty three roster I think that's probably what I expect uh, yeah. and that's why I'm like if you don't sign him I'm I think it's okay I think that there will be a little bit of an uproar he has some fans here people want to see 
him break out and do something good. They they believe in him, and and that's that's great. If he, he is was, a big, he is a big receiver. He's the biggest one we got, right? He's like sure. six five. He's practically tied in. Yeah. So, but I I just think that this is this is an area where you can easily improve. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't have in the last two years. They wouldn't have signed Curtis Samuels as their top free agent on offense. Uh, drafted Deami Brown, drafted Jahan Dotson. If Cam Sims was good enough, if he was better than these other guys, so he's not. Okay, for for a wide receiver five, as you said, he's fine. He's he's probably uh, borderline great as a wide receiver five. You know what I mean? Like. He's really, upper, really upper, good. Upper echelon of the wide receiver five groups. Yeah, but as I say, I never, ever, ever want to see wide receiver five on the field. Okay, and if that's the case, team. that can be that can be anybody. Now they have to sometimes because you need that um, you need that uh, depth in your wide receiver room when guys get hurt or, or whatever. I get that, but I don't ever want to see him out on the field because he's wide receiver five for a reason there are four guys better than him and you you will never convince me otherwise when he gets in there he makes plays that's fine that's what he's also paid to do yeah yeah uh and and gus bus saying you know sim should bulk up and be a tight end to replace logan thomas i think that's just easier said than done i think that if he were to make that transition it was going to happen earlier in his career and at this point and i don't honestly I don't think his frame can handle bulking up to what he need, would need to be to become a tight end. Yeah. So I, I think that's it. And and TJ talking about the red zone and where if he's that large, where is he at in the red zone? Size only gets you so far. Hey, I think he's a step slower than right. what he needs to be. And that's why Jahan Dotson, who's not even like six foot tall, is a threat right in the target. red zone. That's right. It's because he is quick and he can't he has the footwork and you know, so size isn't everything. Uh, if it was, then Cole Turner at six seven was going to be catching touchdown passes left and right. Logan yeah. Thomas at six five would have been ca- pet, uh, you know catching touchdown passes left and right. There's part of it is scheme, offensive coordinator, all that stuff. Absolutely. Uh, in this case, I think Cam Sims, wide receiver five this year, potentially not on our roster next year. And so yeah. if he's again, if he's re- resigned, I'm good. I'm good with it. If he's not re-signed, I think that's probably – I think it's more than likely he doesn't make the 53-man roster. You say he doesn't? Does not. I think he does. I think I think they'll re-sign him, and I think he makes a 53. Okay. We will disagree on that one. We will not disagree on no. the actual last name. Do you want to tell us who, who the last name is? It's got to be Jeremy Reeves. And it is Jeremy yeah, Reeves. Right. Yeah. You got to re-sign him. You have to. And and I think you also will probably be able to resign him, re-sign him for a team-friendly deal because the team showed a lot of faith in him and vice versa, right? There is a good chemistry there between this coaching staff slash front office and Jeremy Reeves. So you can get him on a deal. Look, he's a backup safety. He's a pro bowler as a special teams guy. So he plays pro at a pro bowl level at about 10 plays a game. Okay. He's not an out all there. all pro level. 
Yeah. 10 plays a game. Or I said, what did I say? Pro Bowl? You said Pro Bowler. He's okay, an all yeah. pro as well. Yeah, yeah. He's an all pro. He's the best at his position, but they only get in 10 plays a game about. Okay. And he's, it's difficult for him to crack the safety rotation, you know, where he could make an impact, but he's just not quite good enough for that, for whatever it is. Okay. But still, the team is loyal to him. He's been loyal to the team. I think they'll find a way to get a deal done that's not breaking the bank. And he's going to be very happy being here, making a few million dollars a year. Yep. I, I agree. I think this is one, this is just probably the most obvious resign of all the ones on the list. He's mm-hmm. not going to break the bank. He's somebody you like. He's somebody who's playing at again, a pro bowl, all pro level. Uh, he's beloved by the team. He's beloved by the coaching staff. He's shown uh, time and time again, you know, this perseverance. And I, I think that they easily resign him. And I think it's a smart move. I mean, as a special teams player, yeah, he was only in there, you know, 10 times, you know, a, a game, like you said, he's in there very little. Um, but as a backup safety, I, I agree with you, Stoner. He, he is a step too slow. We, we saw it too many times over the last few years where he did get to see, have some safety play. He, he recognizes it. He's smart enough. He's a very smart player and he can recognize where it's going. He's just a touch slow. And that's, so he's a backup safety in that regard, but he's not too bad. He's also very young. He's 26 uh, years uh, old. So mm-hmm. he's somebody who you can still keep around and, you know, I think do some, some good things with. So, and how much money did he make last year? Oh, last year, Less pennies, pennies to where, yeah, yeah. $762,000 and yeah. uh, 576 76 762 500. I don't know why I can't say that right now, but it's a long day. <laughs> been a yeah. long day. But yeah, so so he might get a, you know, a con again, a contract that's like 3 years and and 10 million dollars or something. Yeah. So he's going to get a nice bump and deservedly so. But he's not going to break your bank. Mm-hmm. He's going to get the amount of money that a guy who is a special teams ace and a backup safety deserves which is probably in that, you know, 3 million per year, which is, which is fine. More, more than reasonable, easily yeah. going to have that uh, real quick here on E's comment. Uh, e says, I would like to see some changes on the practice squad players. Same guys for three plus years. If they haven't developed, move on. Enter two, two parts of this. The last two guys I think are great talking points for this one. Cam Sims, Jeremy Reeves, Cam Sims, wide receiver five. Yes, Roger Smith, we don't know what he Cam could do. He doesn't get any run. I think we've seen enough of him uh, over the past several years that he is not going to crack your wide receiver group. He's not going to be wide receiver two, uh, which yep. I think is what a lot of people want him to be. Um, Who's wide so receiver two now? Jahan Dotson. So you want Cam Sims to play in front of Ron, uh, Jahan Dotson? Yeah. Not you specifically, yeah. I'm just Throwing but it people, out people want to see. Yeah, people want to see that. They want to. See, he, he's not even. He's not better than Curtis Samuel. Even if Curtis Samuel leaves, you're probably going to replace him with somebody who brings something closer to what Curtis Samuel brings. Mm-hmm. So, yep, yep. Um, so as far the as not squad. developing the practice squad guys, not developing. That's a guy who's not developed, and people still want him on this roster. And then you have guys like Jeremy Reeves, who was on and off the practice squad, on mm-hmm. and off the team. There's a guy who did develop. 
and he did he and and he maybe not developed into what people would have liked to have seen which is one of the starting safeties and everything but he's a guy who stuck with it and that's why maybe you don't get rid of a guy just because they've been on that practice squad for three years and they're not developing into that star player or that stud they might end up being an all pro special teams player mm-hmm. yeah who knows i mean the the practice squad People like to say that that's for developing, but let's be honest, that's just for guys to fill in for injured guys, right? I mean, that's – yes, you would like to have a practice squad that develops into somebody, but all they – they're camp fodder. They're out there for the other guys to get better. They're not out there for them to get better. You, It would be nice if you had just this – you know, minor league of guys who can come up and play with the big boys and develop down at those minor leagues, but they're not really, the practice squad is not there to develop. The practice squad is really just kind of injury replacement. And, you know, you'll, you'll get a, a, some guy every once in a while, like a Jeremy Reeves who will develop as a special teams guy, but there, I, I think there are I, very I agree few with special yeah. te- uh there, there are very few practice squad guys that turn into everyday players. Yeah. Very My, Michael Michael, and I share the same sentiment here. Good practice uh, squad players get picked by other teams. So you're not going to, you're not really developing the talent there because the John Ridgeways, the ones who, who are going to show potential, you're, you're peeling them you off know. of somebody else's practice squad, right. right? If you put them on the practice squad, you risk losing them. And so you're not putting a player that you think has the ability to develop into something on the practice squad. You're going to put them on your 53 and kind of stash them at the end of the roster and hope mm-hmm. that they can do practice uh, or not practice, but uh, special teams until they do develop. I mean, yeah. look, look no further than Armani Rogers who kept, who kept making an active, uh, the active roster. That's a guy they want to develop into mm-hmm. a starting tight end in this league. Yep. So yep, that's right. Yeah. And, and TJ, yeah, you can't develop until you're actually in the game. Yeah. You're going to need to see some, some playing time there. And, and that's what we saw from Jeremy Reeves. He's, he was on the practice squad and then they elevate him because there was injuries and you saw him, you know, play at uh, uh, safety. You saw that he wasn't really good enough to be out there at safety, but he was good enough to be a backup and on the practice squad for several years, finally developed into a stud special teams player love to see him back we shipped away deron Payne, though that's gonna hurt that the one i don't know that i can live down that's uh that's gonna be interesting you go like i guess really on the deron Payne to bring him back up would he really want to play in washington uh, absolutely if the price is right again if washington offers the most money why wouldn't he want to well well, that's what we're going to be debating here in the cool down. Is Washington an attractive place to come? We're going to be talking about specifically for QBs. But I think Deron Payne still brings up a good point. Is Deron, Does Deron Payne actually want to play here? Let us know in the comments what you think about that as we head into the cool down. The cool down is brought to you by Manscaped. Ever since my Nathan started using their products, I can't cool down. Fellas, trust me, go to Manscaped right now and get 20% off and free shipping by using the code REF. Your ladies will appreciate you. 
Now back to Trev, Stoner, and my Manscaped man, Nathan. 